Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings. You've landed at the VUC, IP Communications and VoIP Community. We would like to thank Simwood.com for their support. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our host at PBX is from OnSIP.com. You can go to GetOnSIP.com for a URL people can click to call you. We've been privileged over the last five years to be using the best conference bridge on the planet. Yes, I'm talking about ZipDX.com, full-color, full-featured, full-HD conference bridge. Our website, VUC.me on the web, is hosted by Bluehost.com. And our worldwide local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. And that was the canned announcement. Now here's the live announcement. Of, this is VUC 561 for October 2nd, 2015. And we have a really, really, really interesting session today with <laughs> Phil from Grandstream. And Michael has gone all out. It's, it's absolutely amazing what he's done. You've got to stay tuned for that. But before that, we're going to do a quick announcement for, first of all, for Astrocon, because our friends James Bodie, Andy Smith, and a bunch of other people are on their way to Astrocon right now. Uh, and uh, Astrocon is happening in Orlando, Florida, the 13th to the 15th of October. So you're going to ask me, why are they leaving the October 2nd? Well, because they're going to the other thing which a bunch of people are going to. And then there's a Tad Hack. Do we have a slide for Tad Hack in uh, Chicago? I'm sure we do. No, I'm sorry, ah, we don't. Ah, gee. Well, anyway, tad, go to tadhack.me, I believe, and you'll see that. Or tadhack.com will do. And one final quick announcement, and I, I should have prepared a little slide for this, but uh, I've been speaking to Dave Tott, and Dave wanted me to give you a personal invitation to check out the uh, the um, proposal that they are sending to the FCC. Phil, you may be interested in this too. Uh, go to vuc.me slash FCC. It doesn't matter whether it's CAPS or not. And you'll see the, uh, the uh, petition that they're sending to the FCC, and there is a link to the actual document. You can participate in this. This is for all of the more geeky people who listen to this podcast. You should check this out. Don't. So, VUC, I switch into French automatically from time to time. I said donc, which means therefore, go to vuc.me slash FCC. Check that out. Dave is one of those people who does a lot of stuff for the community and for VoIP and for the technology. And uh, you'll see that uh, Vince Cerf is in on that, and there's a whole bunch of people whose names you'll know. Go look at the petition, vuc.me slash FCC. I'm going to turn this over to Michael. Michael's going to introduce Phil, and we're going to have a really good time looking at this amazing device that Phil has uh, brought into the universe. Um. Someone once said that software is eating the world. And while that might be true, it happens that I like hardware. I'm just an old-school hardware junkie. And so when, when new endpoint devices come out, something especially that might be relevant to somebody who works from a home office, as I do, I just love getting my hands on them and giving a go. And um, as they get more and more approachable from a cost perspective, performance perspective, they're ever more interesting. And so when Grandstream made waves in the spring with a beta program for this GVC 3200. It was like, okay, I got to get in on that. That's that's worth spending some time to try and understand what they're doing. And I will I will let Phil tell us all about that rather than preempting some of his, his news. But this is Phil's, I think, second or third appearance. He was here in Fe- February or March talking to us about some security cameras. Yeah. Um, hi, Phil. How are you doing? Hi, Mike. How are you? Glad to be here. Uh, always enjoy doing this, so glad we could uh, make this work. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Now, before we dive in, uh, I want to explain to people what they're going to see, because it could be confusing. It's been confusing getting it set up. <laughs> um, there are a variety of cameras and feeds floating around my location. And so here's what I'm going to start you out with. If you see what's going on there in my stream now, it's a four-way split. There's me, desktop camera, hi, how are you? Um, then there's the GVC, which is right over here. This is me on the GVC. It's sitting on top of a 32-inch. Uh, it's the output of the GVC. It's sitting on top of a 32-inch Samsung monitor. And then there's a camera pointed at the monitor so that you can see me doing this, right? <laughs> awesome. Are we, confused Are we confused yet? So there's that's the GVC sitting on the monitor. Uh, the output of the GVC uh, directly, and you can see its menus. So if we want to say, you know, what's the home screen look like? It looks like that. Oh, you want to go into settings? It looks like that, right? That's awesome. And, and Randy and I had a call going. And then if we want to actually start playing with this and keep talking, we can overlay one of us to actually sort of point out what we're doing. And, and then because we like our guests, we want to do something like that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You guys are the best, really. Oh, goodness. This has been this has been fun, uh, but we are we are pushing the limits of what can be done with one computer. Um, anyhow, what is this thing? Tell us about it. Tell, for, and first of all, explain to us how you're moving into video because Grandstream phones, right? Sir, sure. I, I I know Grandstream for phones, and in fact, there's one sitting over my shoulder. You can't quite see it, but we'll come to that later. How many That's of us were? How many of us had Grandstream as our very first hardware phone? I did. Not my very first, but the second. It was a BT-101, and it there was you go. nasty. Yep. <laughs> Good old budget tone series. We still have them floating around our office, believe it or not. Okay. Okay. So um, so explain to me this move into video. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And then how are you setting about doing it? Sure. So our, our sweet spot as uh, for all of our products has traditionally been that small to medium-sized business marketplace. And we kind of, over the last couple of years, have taken a look at what is available to those markets in terms of video, video conferencing, cloud video, whatnot. And there wasn't too much that was being offered or that would be a good fit for them, both in terms of price, in terms of, as, as I go through, I think you'll see a lot of the, what I'll call traditional barriers to video conferencing that we've solved with this GVC 3200. Um, so it's definitely, you know, you're going to see a lot more on the video conferencing side from us over the next couple of years. It's definitely a, a major new market that we're getting in. We're really excited about it. Um, and the GVC 3200 is pretty much just our first offering, but uh, I mean, at least in my opinion, pretty good thing to start off with because of everything that it can do. Okay, cool. And and by the way, um, we do have your slides prepped. If if you want to show them, just tell me, and we'll punch them up, and that way people can look at you or look at the slide and and, and do as they choose. So sure, let's we'll throw up the slides just for a little bit um, as I run through at least some of the initial stuff. I don't. I think there was only couple of slides in there. You can uh, head on over to the, the second slide. Um, so, oh, actually, here we go. A little uh, shameless marketing promotion on my end. Uh, we just changed. We completely rebranded the company. New logo, new tagline, new website. Uh, definitely head on over. Check out our new website, WW, or it's same URL, but it's a brand new redesigned website. Uh, we're really excited about it. It's something we announced at our first ever partner conference just about a month ago. Um, so just wanted to, you know, mention that up first, up front, so in case people think like, hey, everything looks different, it's, yes, it does look different, um, at least in terms of the marketing stuff. So you can you can move through to, uh, actually, this, uh, this one more slide. There we go. Yeah, um, actually, you can go to the next one from here. I think the next one's got some information on it. So kind of the way that, you know, we talk about this GVC 3200 is, you know, easy video conferencing. Um Easy in terms of three main things. Again, solving a lot of the traditional barriers to video conferencing um, over the years. One, um, I'm not going to go in order of the bullets on here, but the best thing about our GVC 3200 is the flexibility that it offers. Not, it's not, you know, we offer our own IP video talk cloud system, which currently comes free with the device for a uh, limited time. Um, but it's also, it's a SIP-based device that can run any third-party SIP video conferencing platform to kind of prove that. We've actually partnered up with BlueJeans. We're listed, you know, 
Blue Jeans will list us as a um, technology partner on their website. You know, we've tested all of the major, you know, your SIP or excuse me, your Cisco, your Polycom systems running on um, our device. So, you know, it's a great option to um, expand a current third-party video conferencing system that you may have um, or to use, you know, our own uh, cloud-based system, which comes right out of the box. It's preset, your account's preset. There's nothing you would have to do in that case. No configuration, nothing needed to uh, get ready with video conferencing. The other part of the interoperability, and this is kind of where I think it gets really cool, is it's that we're aware of it's the only video conferencing device in the world right now that is based on Android. We offer just like our IP video phones uh, for Android. It, it runs a full open version of Android. We give you full access to the Google Play Store. And what that allows you to do is to basically have a, you know, room-based video conferencing system that can, you know, access any SIP platform that can also make video conferences with any Android application. You know, Skype and Google Hangouts are obviously the ones that come to mind. But the other thing is if you go look at what's in the, the Android uh, or the Google Play Store, a lot of the third-party major cloud providers have Android apps um, that you would be able to, and we've tested this here, be able to run a lot of these, you know, very popular third-party systems, uh, you know, video video life-size, for example, uh, through their Android apps. So it, basically what we've done here is we've created one uh, very affordable when you look at what the rest of video conferencing uh, endpoints cost that can basically just, you can use it however you want. It can be used with almost, you know, pretty any Android platform, any SIP-based platform. We give you our own platform to run it off of also um, to make it easy to get started. Um, so the flexibility, the various ways that you can use it is truly the best aspect of this. Um, kind of another cool aspect of the, you know, the fact that we support both SIP and Android is that we give you the ability to bridge Android calls into a SIP video conference. And I'll be completely honest, as of right now, we only support bridging the audio um, from an Android app. So the, the example here is, you know, you have a sales meeting or a staff meeting going on and somebody can't make it. You can call them through Skype, or they can call you through Skype, and you can bridge them into the video conference. Um, so that, you know, the flexibility, the lots of different ways that you can use this device is truly the best thing about it. Um, you know, you get into other things like the installation where a lot of the, the traditional systems that most people use, they're so complicated to set up. They're so complicated to manage. It requires you know, microphones all around the room, uh, an MCU, which is where the video processing done, completely separate, and that's actually something I missed. One of the other great things about our GVC 3200 is the fact that it's an all-in-one device. It does all of the video mixing right there um, in the video camera device. There's no other, nothing else you have to hook it up to. Um, so literally what that allows you to do is just Plug it into your or plug it into a network. Plug it into TVs, and you're pretty much ready to go with video conferencing right there. Um, it retails here in the United States. Um, retail price again, I believe it's around 4,200. Um, which for people that might be new to video conferencing, that might sound kind of high. But I I challenge you to go look at and see what else is out there. See what Cisco and Polycom are selling there you know, room-based video conferencing systems for, and $4,000 will look very good to you. Um, just to, you know, kind of talk about some of the things up on the slide, more on the feature side, which lots of awesome features that we've built into this. It does up to nine-way video conferencing. You can have up to a four-way 1080p full or full 1080p video conference. Obviously, uh, any more than that, it just lowers, it shrinks the, the size of the video on the screen because you have a lot of video feeds um, so that's why the support for four-way 1080p or all the way up to nine-way video. Uh, the camera is a PTZ camera. Uh, it's 180 degrees um, that it can be, uh, you know, moved around with that PTZ control. It's a full 1080p camera. Uh, the camera has a 12 times optical zoom. Um, gigabit ports, obviously, also supports uh, dual-band Wi-Fi for, you know, local in-network video conferences. Supports Bluetooth, which allows you to use any Bluetooth speaker or microphone or keyboard with this guy. Uh, we do ship it with a uh, speaker, uh, speaker and microphone, which you can connect through Bluetooth or through USB. Um, comes with a Bluetooth remote control which we actually also have an Android app, which you can download and run 
Um, use any Android device as the remote control for this guy. Um, obviously, you know, it's all based on SIP video, uh, so H.264 is the, the video codec. I think we also support H.263. Uh, and one thing to also mention, kind of the first time that we're talking about this, we are working on support for H.323, which should be available in the next couple of months. A lot of customers waiting on that, so that'll be cool, too. Um, yeah, you know, I guess I've been talking about this for a while now, so I'll I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Michael come back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, and 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 uh, it uh, okay. I, I you're in charge of marketing communications, so 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 okay, be that way. I, I don't mind. Uh, it's a pretty cool device. I can say um, from the experience in the beta, it, it, it's got more I/O than I anticipated. In fact, if you if we take a, a a quick look at it sitting on top of this TV, um, that's a proper PTZ camera. That's a room style camera. Uh, that's a camera. I, it, uh, it's actually performance I associate, which a mu much higher price point. You can pay 4K for just the camera uh, with none of the other functionality. But then the two onboard microphones. So if you're just plugging it into a TV as I am right now, I'm not using the external camera. So it actually um, audio goes through the TV in that case by yeah. HDMI, and then then uh, uses those microphones. Uh, and the little display on the front is kind of cool, just tells you the IP address generally. I mean, it works pretty well. I have um, I have tried a variety of things on it. Uh, I wish I could show the back, but it's not convenient to do that while it's hooked hmm. up. It it does have the um, what is there uh, three HDMI outs and an HDMI mm -hmm. in, and the HDMI in um, is for what. Uh, document sharing, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. Sharing anything on a computer screen, you know, marking up a document, showing a presentation, even you know, a video or whatnot. Uh, any anything, yeah, pretty much anything from a HDMI or a VGA compatible uh, computer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've actually had it hooked up to, and we could do this in a little bit. Plug it into my laptop, and uh, and see some stuff going on. When we get a little further down the road, we'll uh, we'll do some experimentation. Um, there is a question uh, about, does it support IPv6? Oh, well, that's a good question. Uh, it's more of an engineering question, but I'll throw it at you anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be completely honest. I believe that it does, um, but you're right. It's probably more of an engineering question, and I should uh, double-check on that. Um, but I, I do believe that it supports IP version 6, yes. Okay. Uh, what rev of Android is it? Off the top of my head, I think it's 4.2. Um, okay. 4.2, 4.4, one of those two. I, it was actually on one of the slides that um, that was over there. Um, so, you know, for, certainly it is, you know, a, maybe a little bit older version of Android, but, you know, we've been working with Android for a couple of years now. Um, it's actually a slide probably towards the end, sorry. Um, but, you know, the, the thing with Android is, you know, though it's, though it's a version or two old, it is the most stable and it is the most used version of Android currently. Oh, there you go. There's a nice shot of the back. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, so VGA in for document sharing as well, as well as the HDMI in. So it's pretty much, I mean, that, that sets you up for just about anything. Anything, um, yep. Yeah, and the, um, the HDMI outs, I've had no problems with those. Um, I have an SD card plugged into it. What does the SD card get me? You can it just you can like save recordings if you want to record a video conference you can save it right to there. Um, it's also just kind of ex expandable space. If you run out of space for you know downloading apps or whatnot, you can use it there. Um, I mean, those, pretty much those are pretty much the two main uses is for saving video record or call recordings, video conference recordings, and just having more memory. Yeah, um, the USB ports are a nice touch. Um, what I have done, um, the speakerphone device plugs into one of them, occupies them. Um, I used it for a while. Um, we'll come back to that thought uh, later okay. on, though. Uh, um, but what I've used them for principally, and you might actually be able to see that if I punch up another preset over here, uh, I have plugged a keyboard and a mouse into it because I yeah. find entering addresses and stuff like that, it, it, if it, I use it more like a desktop, and consequentially, it's it's pretty cool to actually just be able to use a keyboard to, to access the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's in a, that's actually one of the things we tell people, like as a backup for the remote, is you can do exactly what you just said: plug in a USB mouse and run the whole operating system just with that. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I plugged a hub into it at one point, 
and um, and was so I had the speakerphone hooked up, and I had a mouse, and I had a keyboard, and it was just fine. And I could see people doing that. Um, the one thing that I thought might be interesting, I didn't know if it was possible, but it, it might be interesting if if somebody didn't have a laptop or something available to them, if they could show their do their document sharing off the SD card. But I accept that might be a bit obtuse. So. Uh, Anyway, um, let's march through these slides and see if they bring up any questions. Easy. Yes, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where we're going with it. You know, again, the, a lot of going after small to medium-sized businesses traditionally who video conferencing has been way out of their price range, been way too complicated for them to uh, set up, way too complicated for them to manage. And this is, you know, basically set up to be very easy to manage. You use a lot of different, you know, you see the flexibility slide here. There's lots of different ways you can use it. Um, you know, in addition, something we haven't talked about is you could just put it as an extension on a PBX and make it a video conferencing bridge, pretty much as basic as it gets there. But, uh, you know, that's actually how we have our uh, in-office network set up. Um, so lots of different options there, very easy to set up, um, easy to um, – what? Easy to set up, easy to install, as we talked about. No complicated management. Um, and the other thing with the management side is it is, you know, there's a full web user interface for this guy also, and everything that can be set up using the actual interface, there you go, everything you can do using the actual interface of the product, you can also do through this web user interface. So, you know, maybe you have a, a company has a, a guy remotely that, like, runs their whole system, an IT guy, whatnot. Um, you know, they can do everything here from add contacts to set up a schedule for the video conference, uh, video conferencing, which is another cool little feature we have where we have a scheduler built into it. And that scheduler can remind everybody 10 minutes before, uh, send out an email to remind everyone 10 minutes before a uh, video conference starts. Um, you know, I'm sure as we go through a lot of those extra little features will come up, but you know, just multiple ways to manage it. Um, and yeah, as you can see here, also set video presets, um, sure. on the video preset side of things, that's, um, you know, we don't, a, a lot of the, the really, really expensive systems have the ability to kind of follow you around the room. And what we've done on that is add that video preset section. You can set up to 24 different, uh, you know, directions of the microphone or excuse me, of the camera. Maybe you have people sitting around a conference room and they sit in the same location every single time or, you know, left side of the room, right side of the room, different chairs, whatnot. Have a preset for each one um, and just simply, you know, switch on over to that. Uh, and there you see kind of the, the quality of the Zoom on it. Uh, a couple other cool things just off the top of my head is that we – this is a feature that you have to enable, but we actually offer you the ability to kind of jump in and control the other video cameras and microphones, speaker microphones of the people on your conference. So, you know, if, if somebody that you're video conferencing with forgets to change the um, – or is talking and forgets to mute themselves, you can go mute them. If they're, uh, you know, forget to change the direction of their camera to face who's ever talking, you can take control of their camera and go move it over to them. Um, yeah, lots of, like, as you said in the lead-in, you know, lots of lots of cool little features that I'm sure as we continue to go, we'll talk about. Yeah, and speaking of which, uh, you might have, they might have seen me just doing some stuff, and I was using yeah. this, which is go. the Bluetooth-based remote. Hmm. I will say it took me a while to fall in love with this. It, it, it's a little twitchy. <laughs> if you're used to IR remotes, it, it, there's a little more latency involved in a Bluetooth-based remote but I the thing agree. that i think the thing that i think is, is kind of hard for people to to get without actually experiencing it is so you see me holding the remote and it's got a touchpad it is basically like a laptop and so if i go over here or if i well let's see we'll go into settings i ought to be able to grab yeah you see my little mouse you can, you kind of get the mouse from the remote, which is the weirdest but kind of yeah. coolest thing, <laughs> and um, and it it works quite well. Um, I will say I didn't use it for a while, and they became unpaired, and I had to go back and pair them again, which I thought was a little odd. But but that was you know when I'd been sitting idle for a couple of months, so. Yeah, uh, no, I mean I'll admit that's you know one of the things with the the Bluetooth remotes, and that's why you know we kind of have built a couple of backup options, as you showed the ability to use a USB. Uh, mouse instead, or to be able to run, um, download that Android app for the remote on any Android device. Yeah, so like I look at, click on accounts, and you can get into the account stuff. You can go set it all up. So it, yeah. it, it's 
pretty slick in terms of, of what all this works. Um, hang on, let's, let's uh, not lose our train of thought here. We're over here talking about video features. Yes, PTZ. I think we've, I think we've explored that a little bit. Uh, it's 22 feet from where it sits to the back wall of my office. Um, and so when I say uh, preset number five, oops, no, that was not, that, this is the thing, there's a modality to the, um, hang on, go back. There's a modality to the remote. It, it thinks I want to be in a call, and I'm not in a call. So I have to hit camera, which takes you to the camera controls, and you go five, and it goes to the fifth preset, which is the GBC 3275 box over there. And the auto zoom is as good as, or the auto focus on the zoom is as good as anything I've used uh, before. Uh, it's not, you know, the only things I've seen that do better are like 20,000 bucks. Yeah. So it's not really fair, fair to compete. Um, but then, you know, return back to that, and it remembers the focal length to be right back at that other preset. We're so exciting the dog's asleep. Um, <laughs> Mike, Michael, you should explain what we're watching because um, we're actually seeing the – what are you connected to there? Because we're seeing the interface, of course, and how are we seeing that? Yeah, okay. Okay, well, so what you're seeing right now is you're seeing the output of the GXV. So I'm using the remote. And, and I'm layering myself in the bottom just so you have some sense of me. And I, we're actually seeing the output of the Grandstream um, video conference device. So if I want to go look at applications, these are the applications that are installed currently on this device. I would join the Hangout, but I don't presently have a Google identity logged into it, so I can't really do that at the moment. Uh, but when I go to the camera controls here, you have the ability to go to presets. So if I hit the, there's a red button, you see all the listed presets. Let's go look at the teddies. Um, now, I should explain why there are teddies here. Um, <laughs> it, in my in my prior um, career history, yeah, I used to go, go ahead, to get the out National, of this. <laughs> National Association of Broadcasters trade show all the time, and uh, it'll, it'll come back to that. And uh, they would always have, you know, Canon and uh, and Sony and and uh, Philips would always have all of their finest camera video cameras on display. But they would have, you know, some models, and it would usually be some kitchen scene with all kinds of colorful vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. And, and anyhow, it, it, it was something colorful and, and nice to look at. Um, I don't have any of those. <laughs> so uh, it was either that or I was going to go get a Thomas the Tank Engine little railroad set and have it moving. <laughs> but do you remember in the bad old days, life-size, whenever you called up somebody to do a life-size demo, they would have their marketing people answer the phone? or answered the, the video call, right? And they would always have some little mobile or something hanging in the corner of their office to show that it was high-resolution video. Uh, but it would be otherwise a dead bland space to not really muss up the compression. <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> anyhow there, there. So, so what, there's, a, there's a thing that uh, many of us do, which is to wear loud checked shirts, which uh, stretch the video compression as a, as a test as well. You'll, you'll see the, the latest true. talk I did at Google has... Uh, I have, uh, yeah, your shirt is not, it's nearly doing it, but it's like, you know, it's coping. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I might have one on right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's always a good test of uh, a video compression, that one. Sorry to, to, to butt in there. But, uh. No, that, that, that's great, and that, that's good. And so what you're seeing at this, this point here, or here, is the output of the device, and we can do some tinkering with it. But before we do that, I'd like to finish uh, going through whatever information we have here. Um, so 1080p, that's good. Um, from a more, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say just from a more uh, technical side, one of the one of the other cool things we do with um, video feeds is um, you see with a lot of third-party ones, if you have people conferencing with various resolutions, people calling in from different locations, a lot of the other systems will actually lower all of the video qualities down to the lowest resolution of. Of whatever of all the calls, um, whereas our device is actually able to kind of transcode and deal with different video resolutions. So you know, if you have somebody calling in from a video phone, and you know that might be on a bad Wi-Fi network or whatnot, and somebody calling in from you know a conference room, it's not going to degrade the quality of either one of those videos. Um, more, yeah, I guess more on the the nerdy side of, um, of the video processing, but something unique that, that we're able to do. 
Uh, you can call me nerdy. I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And uh, so the next step, it says uh, content sharing. Now, the content sharing is VGA-based. I've got a mm -hmm. VDI. Or I've got a, um, what is it here, an HDMI to display port cable hooked up. And if I move offside uh, just a little bit with my laptop, I'm about six inches too short for this cable. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll come to that at the end. We'll actually do it because I I'm gonna have to get you to walk me through how that's done because I've not actually done it. Oh, okay. It's it's really uh, easy. <laughs> we'll show you. Okay. We'll come back. Um, now this was interesting. Um, it came with an in focus speakerphone yeah. thing. So let, let me and before I, we go into little, that. I, I, okay. Good. I was go gonna ahead. say that um, we are actually within the next couple of weeks. Um, coming out with our own speaker uh, or conference speaker microphone. Um, it's actually also going to be Android-based, and that's going to be what's going to begin shipping with the GVC 3200. Same price. Um, it'll just be our own unit. Um, quite frankly, it's a little, you know, a little bit better than the InFocus unit. It's going to run Android, so you know, if you're going to use it standalone from a video conferencing service, um, which you can also buy it standalone. It, it'll have you know the ability to integrate with Skype and Skype, excuse me, Skype, Google Hangouts, you know those kinds of things right from it. Um, it'll be called our GAC 2500 Grandstream Audio Conference 2500. Uh, well, given that I work for a conferencing provider, we're interested in that. I figured um, you were. Always, we are always interested in that sort of thing. You'll see the um, beta test announcement coming up pretty soon, and we'll, if you're interested, I'll make sure to get you involved. Cool. I mean the the um. The in-focus thing was okay. I mean, it was, it, it got it done. Uh, I think yeah. for the kinds of people who would be using this, it would be all right. I preferred the USB connection to the Bluetooth one, although I did try both. And I okay. tried it Bluetooth paired to a mobile phone, and that was fine, too. So it was okay. Uh, Michael, we have forward. a couple of questions that I think you missed, maybe, if I may. Okay, go ahead. Um, go ahead. The first one's from Fred. It's, uh, does it, this is an easy yes or no, I guess, if, uh, if you know this, Phil. It's just, uh, does it support ZRTP or ZRTP? And if not, why? Um, the only thing I can tell you is that I haven't seen that listed on any of the documentation, so I don't think it does. Um, in terms of why, I'd, I honestly have to get back to you on that. Okay. Um, and the next question uh, had to do with the GXV phone series. Uh, that's Phone Simon says, I'm, I assume this pairs well with the GXV phone series. Is there a special Android app for working with this conferencing system? Uh, excuse me, Michael, if you said that already, but that seems like a pretty good question. Yeah, no, it's it just um, no special app. They just are able to tap right into uh, GVC video conference um, so, for example, the way that we do our Monday morning sales meetings is we have our uh, GVC as an extension on a PBX. Everybody calls in, and if you're calling in from a video phone, you'll be able to see the video content on the screen of your video phone. Okay, and there's another question that's a little bit like ZRTP, which is does it, does it uh, support TLS or TCP to your provider? I'm not sure Jungle Boogie, Boogie always has a gift for <laughs> these questions that just throw me off just this much. Uh, TLS, yeah. okay. Does it yes. support TLS? Yeah. Yes, it does. A TCP or a TCP to your provider? I'm not sure what that exactly means. I believe that it does, yeah. I think it does because it actually, it, it's capable of running Microsoft's link client, yeah. um, which is all TCP based. So that yeah. question was so. as opposed to UDP, is that it? Right. Okay. Right. And, and that, you know that's that's something that's worth mentioning is that you there are a bunch of Android clients you can load to it like you load the normal Hangouts client or you mm -hmm. load the Skype client or the Skype for Business client and it just runs. Uh, and also, I mentioned uh, when somebody asked about the GXV series, I have a VVX here, Polycom, and Michael and I have communicated on it earlier today. And at some point, wherever it's appropriate, he'll call me and we can, we can show that as well because uh, that's a, just a, SIP, a Polycom SIP phone. It's yeah. always nice to be able to talk to other people's stuff, right? So yeah. we can do that whenever you're ready. Yeah, and we did um, in the beta program, I did some interop. Uh, with those systems that were available to me. So I know that it, it interrupts well with uh, Bria, for example, all manner of Bria. Uh, it works well with ZipDX for, from an audio perspective. It works with Polycom's Real Presence uh, clients and different Polycom endpoints with no issues. So, um, And I tried both using um, their uh, SIP registrar service and also uh, OnSIP because, hey, we love OnSIP here, right? Uh, I tend to do lots of things around there. Uh, 
Um, but interop, yes, no H three two three, and there has been some grumbling about H three two three. But yep, I can do without H three two three. So. Yeah, we, we've been hearing that since before we even came out with it. It's actually within the next, I believe, two to three months we're going to be able to support H323. Uh, it, the problem I have with H323 is, uh, you know, it's a NAT traversal nightmare. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and consequently, it just introduces a bunch of headaches. But it does give you interop with some legacy stuff. So sometimes and that's, yeah. Exactly. Get excited about that. Um, anyhow, let's look back here. We're getting to the end of the deck. Uh, gigabit networking was good. Gigabit is great. Um, uh, do you find people actually using it over Wi-Fi? I am no. not inclined. No, but, okay. we we honestly like the. I even tell people if you're using it over Wi-Fi, it would be within the same network and maybe you know a two-way video, one going each way at the most. Um, we also kind of built that in to allow people to demo it, you know, resellers, whatnot, to demo it, uh, you know, easily. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend using the uh, Wi-Fi for any real video conferencing. Yeah. The Bluetooth remote we've, we've kind of talked about, we can yeah. look at. It's, it's pretty cool. It actually works reasonably well, better than I expected it to. And I have used the installable app, which basically mimics this. Yeah. So it's Android 4.4. There we there go. go. There, was, there was a question earlier. Are, are there, are the, uh, Tim is asking, are there APIs to access some of the functions of the device? That is, is it open to third-party remote control? Um, I believe on our website we actually have an API guide and a whole API toolkit available, um, obviously along with Android's SDK. It's, we do it for our uh, Android video phones, um, and so it would pretty much be the same thing with this, where you, know, you have the ability to kind of build your own app or use those SDKs, APIs, to kind of customize whatever, whatever you want, pretty much. Okay. That's, that's cool. Um, so uh, we've reached the end of the slides, which is good, because now we go. can play. There you go. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and th this last slide is looks like a Skype call, isn't it? Yeah. So or what we're it? showing what we're showing here is I mentioned earlier that it can kind of it bridges um, is able to bridge Android calls into a SIP video conference, um, and this pretty much just shows you how you would do that uh, from the in call menu. You you know go over to the the three dots there go up to third-party apps. It'll bring up all of the third-party apps that you have downloaded. Um, and if you can make a Skype call to someone to bridge them into the conference right from there, if you have a Skype call or a Hangouts call going on, uh, you can also bridge that in right from there. Uh, currently, we only support bridging of audio, but we're working on supporting uh, bridging of video as well. Okay. Well, let's um, let's do something basic as starting to to play with this. And cool. uh, what what we found earlier on was that uh, Randy wasn't able to dial me for some reason, but um, I was able to dial out to him. So I'm going to do that by logging into the web GUI. So you're looking at the web GUI now, and uh, then I can say contacts where I've got Randy entered as a contact, and I would like to. Uh, Contacts. It's a call. Is that what I want to do with him? Da, 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 da. Contacts. And how do I actually call him? Do I do that here? No call. That's that's a call status thing. Oh, here we go. Say Randy, for sake of argument. And it says call failed. I think that is something to do with um, just kind of the way we have things set up. But I know that I can come over here put in a SIP URI, and you can put in multiples, and it's a video call, and we call Randy, and you see over here that we are reaching out to Randy via our VUC on SIP account, which hopefully is ringing in his locale. Do we got anything going on there, Randy? Uh, oh, there we go. Okay. That's it. Uh, I have to stand up and change the mic here and move the camera, but there it is. So... You can't see this, but you can see me if I move over to Michael's display. Okay. Not too flattering, yeah. but there it is. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're seeing the output of that, and, and you know that's kind of you know what it looks like on this display. Um, I tried Tim earlier, but I couldn't reach him because of the domain that he was actually hooked up to. Um, but what I did, for sake of argument, was I loaded Bria on my mobile... And uh, let's see, coming back to it. And now we're 
we're um, how to put it we're registered to the same domain so I can just extension dial that and you can see over here that it's coming in with a a video call that I can now come back to there and you're now seeing a three-way wow. uh, and I could dial out if, if you have a SIP URI I could dial out to I'll load somebody else into this and we'll uh, we'll try and break it that's kind of what we do, you know. This is so crazy uh, because over here, I'm seeing similar, you know, several parts of uh, on my phone. It's quite a ways away, though. You can see me pointing to it, obviously, over here. But uh, yeah, and, it's and a little so hard for example, to show. If I wanted to bring in an audio call, I might bring in uh, the wideband demo. Sure. That's at conf.zip, and, and that's sort of an audio only. Let's see what that does. We're not going to hear it, of course. This particular one is audio only, so I, I am uh, picking this. I've added it to the call that's in progress on the web GUI. We'll dial out to that. And you see it. You can, you can hear it. I've got everything else muted except yep. for my... Uh, and you can phone. see that somebody joined the audio call because in the notifications in the top left, there's one for uh, audio, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to turn that down because it's confusing me. Um, it is so wacky to see all of this stuff going <laughs> on on my right. cell phone. It's crazy. I can't believe that this little Android platform is doing this thing, but it is. Yeah. And then, now, while that's going on, if I say camera control, and you can see this local camera control, and let's go to position five. It's going to do all of that, you know, PTZ stuff that we have, right? Now, you said, does it have far-end camera control? Because the, the the implication is that yes, it, it does. It's um, I'll be honest. I don't know if you have the if we have you on the correct firmware. It was something we added through a a, a new firmware version. And um, I believe it also, you're able to, what you're actually controlling is another GVC. I don't know if you, I don't think you'd be able to control somebody's, you know, computer uh, video camera or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it does give you the ability to have that, the local far end control. It's something that each has to be enabled on each one also, uh, which is another thing. Um, so you can't just surprise somebody and start <laughs> fooling around with their video camera. Um, but, yeah, it's you know meant to be able to control other GVCs that you might be conferencing with. Okay. So um, what I've just done is use this. Does it have good logging, says Jungle Boogie. Um, you know what? It has good logging on board. Um, I, lo I ran out of time getting it to send its logs to my SDC server or um, my logging server. Tim Panton is joining in an audio-only fashion, it says. So I just had Tim join. And if you look at the web GUI, that came up on the web GUI, and I now show Tim Panton audio-only via onset. Mm -hmm. But then we come back to here, and we've now got two audio-only participants, you can see, and two video participants. Um, but I plugged my laptop in, and, and what I wanted to do was to get to the, the, the presentation. Now, Tim exited. There you go. I think, he, up... I think even Phil is having trouble keeping up with what the hell's going on here. But this is <laughs> this is really great, Michael. I, yeah, no, it's, it's I really bow cool. to you. We are not worthy. This is so amazing what you've done with you. This. Guys are the best that you set this up. I knew you'd come up with something. Now this is the interesting part. I I, I said presentation, okay, but it says switch to substream. Now so substream. Let me go full screen on my computer. I think one of the other... Let me just use the one that is in the conference room that I have here. Uh, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's on a different uh, option, the ability to share a presentation. So okay. let me just You're probably right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to a, a more nominal view of, of existence here. And... Uh, this is so crazy. I got, I'm looking at this going, what is going on here? It's pretty cool. There you go. Dog cam. What you can do this is what you can do with hardware, folks. Yeah, and, and um well hardware and software. There is a bunch of software being deployed as well, but let's figure out how to do this document sharing thing, because I think this would be useful. And quite frankly, uh when I was working with my friends over at uh, Brand P, um 
document sharing was always the thing that was really hard to do over H323. It was the thing where the network let you down, always. So, um, so I'm trying to see uh, in, in the call conference thingy, open DTMF call details. How do I add conference control? Switch to mainstream. Switch. It, the substream thing was how I was doing it on a phone before. If you're on a device that only has one video capability, like a VVX, for example, or the GVC 3275, um, when I had a document being shared on the uh, GXV, rather, or to the GXV, you would do a thing called switch to substream, and you could, even on the phone, you could move between the document and the video stream from the participants. Which I, I think was it was the like, to share presentation. I think it was the icon to the left of the one that you were on. Okay, so let's. It looks bring like a little TV or something like that. Uh, I have this this thing here. That one right there. Turn, turn on, on presentation. presentation. There you go. It says none of these members support presentation. So that suggests that none of you all are worthy. <laughs> uh, Conference control, what's that do? Okay, so that gives me an on-screen version of what's going on. You, by the way, see you, I mute you. Uh, accepting, I'm not going to mute you. This is the ZipDX connection. Uh, suspend all. I should actually terminate him, but I'm afraid to do that. Go back. And I'm doing this all by the remote control, by the way. Oh, delete member, that's what I want to do. Delete the ZipDX connection. There you go. So that's gone. But then I can add somebody. And what I'd like to add is my desk phone. Oops. That's confusing. He said, get the little mouse up. Come over to here. Click. And one. That's interesting. Oh, I see. You should be able to just hit that the, uh, I, the what, green phone icon in the lower left, and it should be able to just make a call. There we go. There we go. Okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. So that should, all other things being equal, it should have... Oh, it's ringing through to my cell phone. Well, that's not appropriate. <laughs> uh, anyhow. And I will try it the other way then. I lost a connection there for a second. Um, with the presentation sharing, the other thing that... It, it's obviously is going to work the best when you're able to have two or three monitors, so you have one monitor that's the, you know going to be able to show the full size of the presentation. That could be why exactly. it wasn't working as well. Exactly, exactly. So here's what I'm going to do. We've got, I mean, we've got this call all set up and going, but I'll, I'll, I'll bail on that, and let's just do a little menu exploration. So Randy, good night, Randy. Bye. And you see how it comes up? It says end, end conference or delete member. So, so we go back to kind of normal. I've been deleted. So here, here is the... Um, sort of the, the basic menu for the thing. You can look at the apps that are installed. Uh, there are the camera settings we've been playing with, the schedule, if you have a schedule. Uh, call control, which is as, as you've had here. And uh, a few things going on. Here again, I'm just using the, the cordless remote, um, which if I... Oh, you can see that. Good. It's just a wireless remote. Um, contact list... And you can populate that from uh, a company registry, right? Have we have we lost Phil? Phil is frozen. Phil's Wi-Fi. He looks a little cold. Phil, man, <laughs> you're walking dead, me buddy. <laughs> anyway, you can populate this from. Uh, I think you can, it does LDAP. Is uh, is the way to say it. Uh, and then all the all the different settings. And uh, I've even got Hangouts loaded. Although what I don't have is I'm not I'm not signed into a Google profile consequentially. Um, I can't actually join. So I, I had a question on that, which is, is it mm -hmm. Google Android or is it Android? So can I just get things from the Google Play Store and install them on here? And does it have, you know, random stuff like maps and, you know, um, other things? Uh, well, here is the Play Store. All right. And okay. It says, it says so I must use a Google account. So it must be a genuine Google. It's not. Um, it's not the open source Google. This is genuine Google from Google. I mean Android from Google. I do believe. Sorry, it. my connection keeps cutting out. It happens on Hangouts. It's common. I I'd think like it was actually our local network more than anything uh, else. 
There we go. So I'm just signing in now, as you can see, to Google services. And, okay. Uh, so so it's, a, it's a full Android with all the Google bells and whistles as well. So in theory, all the Google in goodness, theory you, could, yes. you could install Wire on that and run Wire as, on, as one of the sources. Ah. Yeah, and so having just signed in there, I ought now to be able to go to Hangouts and actually have it do something meaningful. Oh, it says it wants to update play services. Ooh. Okay. Uh, this is where I find having the little mouse is actually uh, prudent. A little bit easier. Yeah, and, and, and how do I get the uh, keyboard away, you say? There is one. Um, I think it's might be the lower... Yeah, I don't know what you just did to get it go away, but it went away. I think there was a lower right button that would get that to shrink. Okay. Uh, I, I prefer the keyboard in these in these regards, but we'll get that done, and uh, and then that we started uh, in the beta. I I used Skype um, a fair bit, and I found the video performance using Skype was not as good as the video performance using anything SIP based. I found that it really preferred to be doing the SIP based stuff generally. Uh, is that a fair statement? Yeah, and and we've had uh, we've actually had our own uh, communications with uh, Microsoft about that. That actually, from our side, is more of a Skype issue than it is um, uh, an issue with our hardware. Uh, it's kind of understandable because, particularly, they're not using. Well, I don't know if they are. If you're you know built around H.264, they may be doing something slightly exactly. different. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but so that. That now seems to be happy with what it's doing. Uh, I, w I hope this is going to be safe. <laughs> oh, it says uninstall. Oh, that was weird. It should be. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll come back to that in a moment and see, yeah, see what it's doing now. It won't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it was worth, this, is, this is what James calls is a dangerous demo, by the way. I was going to say you, you should, this. This whole setup should be put in as a dangerous demo. I think you'd win. Um. <laughs> On the other hand, here's the thing: is it is fundamentally working, and that's kind of it's kind of impressive, in fact. Yeah, yeah, um, but, but um, yeah, no. I mean, this beats the dog cam. Holly, I mean, Holly, <laughs> like you know, you can basically do a dog cam with this, as well as everything else. It would have to be a very well-funded dog, but they're worth it. That's true. Um, so um, uh, we're coming to our hour. Uh, a question: uh, You rolled this out in the springtime. Uh, how are they doing? Are they flying off the shelves? Are, you know, where are they going into? Do you have any success stories you can tell us about? Um, we have a, a couple of success stories that we, you know, hope to be able to publish pretty soon. Um, I, I'd say the success that we've had up to this point is we've been able to get it certified with pretty much every major platform provider in the world, your Broadsauce, Metaswitch, GenBands, um, all those kind of guys, um, which has allowed, we've, you know, started working with some service providers on it. Um, you know, I think it's, it's definitely still coming um, in terms of the full potential of it. Uh, you know, as I said, our market are traditionally markets that aren't actually using video conferencing. So with a new product like this, it takes a little, uh, little bit when you first come out with it to kind of educate the market, get people um, up and running on it. We have some success stories that we'll publish pretty soon. Uh, a couple of major um, Fortune 500 companies that I know off the top of my head that are using it. Um, and then, as I said, we're you know going to build out video conferencing a lot more as we go. We'll have some more hardware options, probably some more basic options coming out next year, as well as some other services that we're going to offer with it. Okay, and one last question, and we'll we'll call for uh, questions from the IRC or from anybody who's who's listening. Otherwise, uh, logging. Yes, we've talked about that. Um, is there anything else new that you want to talk about? Like I was thinking, your new little network video recorder is kind of a cool gadget. Yeah, so um, you know, last time I was on the show, we were talking all about surveillance. Uh, we had our you know original NVR out at that time. Last week, we came out with a uh, more uh, lower capacity NVR. It does up to 16 channels, so it's really you know it's meant for small businesses, small offices, you know, one shop or one store retail stores and residentially used. Uh, 
pretty much has all the same great features and the same user interface does. It just, you know, offers it uh, with a little bit lower capacity to offer two different options. Uh, this one supports two hard drives, where the other one supports four. Um, this one will do up to eight terabytes of data. Uh, one new thing that we've added with this new NVR is that you can now access the hard drives directly from a little hard drive tray that just pulls out, whereas with our previous one, you actually have to open up the device to access the hard drives. Uh, so a little bit easier to manage, a little bit easier to access with this. Um, so that, that's pretty much, you know, the, the big new thing over here. And then the next big new thing will be that um, GAC 2500 uh, audio conference phone that we're going to come out with within the next couple of months. Cool. Yeah, I could see the, the smaller NVR I thought was quite interesting, so much so that I've suggested it to a couple of installers who are working in our neighborhood here. Because it, it seems like for sort of, I won't say the higher end, but for residential installations as well, it seems like it's kind of ideal because it's small and a couple, it doesn't need massive Absolutely. storage capacity. So, so hey. No, not at all. And, and it's very is, easy. There we go. It's logging into Hangouts, which is not looking... Oh, there we go. And so we should actually have an in-progress call if I could figure out how to uh, how to access it. Isn't that that green thing up on the top? Yeah, it's on the top. Is that it? Can right you there? click on that? Thing? Yeah. I thought that was just me. No. Or is it, I think this, that's your or is it this thing up here? Is it this thing here? I think that's your. I think so. Yeah. Okay. In uh, all in all fairness, uh, the notifications, the whole system of getting into Hangouts is is pretty screwed up. So it probably doesn't have anything to do with what we're trying to do here. I mean, I invite myself, and I never get the invites. So that's, <laughs> it's not really great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and doing this in this manner is also kind of strange. Um, there, I do see what I see is over here. Uh, see the little icon up in the top that somewhat indicates either that I'm logged in or that there's something going on, but it's not real clear to me what that means. You, or you probably need a separate identity to do this, to do the experiment properly. Uh, I guess so. But, uh, I guess. but I'm telling you right now, uh, we I'm logged in as our uh, page, and if I invite myself, and all the connections are made and everything, but you know, and I'm following the page and all that, but if I invite myself, my name, as I never get the invite. So there's something basically pretty screwed up with the whole system, and it has nothing to do yeah. with the hardware. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Pretty amazing stuff, That's... though, i got to admit. Very, there's an ongoing call that I'm okay. about to join. Oh, okay. Well, if you can join it, more power Hang to on. you. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 oh! That was not... <laughs> no, that went, went too far away. Frequent contacts. No, never mind. Uh, no, there was one, though, because I just saw it. Uh, this is contacts. This is calls. You were in a video call. You were in a video call. You were in a video call. That's going back in time. 924. Well, it's 2004, so that's a long time ago. An ongoing call. So this is it right here. So I ought to be able to do this thing. Oh, look, I have one. Well, you can't quite see. What if I go in? Oh, my. Here we are. Oops. Yeah, I'm getting myself. I'm getting... Yeah, I get a video call. How do you call answer this? <laughs> totally lost. There he is. There he is. Michael, Michael Graves joined the call. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. <laughs> I, I have no idea what, what we're doing here, but uh, I somehow got into the call. All right, I'm going to leave because it's this too is complicated. Just, this is 16, 16 kinds of free. Yeah, um, we're too crazy. I'll tell you what, though. Um, the list price is an attractive price for what it can do. Um, I, I think that actually um, the street price is, of course, a little bit below that. Um, I'd be interested Definitely. to see how you do with that. And you know, feel free to come back and tell us about how the ground is shaken as a consequence. So. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd love to. We should set that up. I just want to remind All people right. that, that Grandstream is a name that I have seen since, what, 2005 or something, whatever the first year is that I ever – got into VoIP or anything to do with uh, telephony and SIP. Uh, and uh, I bought the 101, and I'm sure millions of us have bought that, <laughs> have those someplace. 
I don't know where mine is, by the way. I wonder if it's in the closet someplace. But anyway, <laughs> it, it, that was an amazing part of history. And all kidding aside, this is a name that's been around for a long, long time, and they've done a lot of interesting stuff. So thanks, Phil. Really appreciate seeing you again. And uh, Michael, great, great idea to bring Phil in. <laughs> yeah, thank you for this. It's, it's fun. It's good to play with hardware toys because software toys are not yeah, um, not so much. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, thank you, Phil. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I enjoyed it. All right, we'll, we're uh, gonna go to our gonna go to our mature audiences uh, only version, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see you again soon, Phil. I hope. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Take care, guys. You too. All right, mature audiences, here we go. Everybody ready? Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the IP communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is provided by OnSIP.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com. We use ZipDX.com for our wideband, full-featured conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. Every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time, see you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.